What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 337 of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and this is the Hot Tags edition of the week. If you don't know what that is, it's pretty much my breakdown of some current events, rumors, gossip, news, and whatever else I kind of feel like talking about that went down over the past couple of days. Normally, I do this on Monday nights following Monday Night Raw, but I'm having a pretty busy week coming up. So I'm actually knocking this out ahead of time, and truth be told, I didn't 100% uh, prepare for a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about on this edition. It's going to be a pretty quick one. It's just me. Uh, It's Sunday night. It's 11.30 at night, and, eh, you know, it's not going to be the best edition. So I apologize ahead of time for that. Uh, We'll have better ones next week and so on and so forth. We already actually recorded our main event for this week. It's going to be coming up a little bit later on, probably Wednesday or so, and that is a Play the Game edition. Real fun addition to that. I liked it a lot, so you're going to like that much better than this, at the very least. But uh, let's just, just dive right into this here with some of these random topics that I've got written down here. One of them is something that we touched upon a tiny bit in that play the game thing, I think, where we talked about it last week with the Mount Rushmore. I don't remember for sure. We talked about it at some point, but uh, piggybacking off of whatever we had talked about, there are rumors going around that John Cena is now dating Carmella, or maybe not so necessarily dating Carmella, but more so fucking her. Uh, There was this whole report going around of a celebrity in some capacity is dating somebody else from a reality show that is associated with them and whatever. It was this anonymous report on this website that does like some scoops and maybe sometimes doesn't really not the most structurally sound foundation to go off of. And some people took that for some reason as meaning, well, this might be John Cena and Nikki Bella that they're talking about. And that John Cena is dating somebody from total divas and that that's Carmella all these jumps to get to this kind of point, it seems like it's completely untrue in a lot of different ways. And there's actually other reports that are saying that John Cena and Nikki Bella are still dating somewhat and that they're maybe just like booty calls. And there's other reports saying that they're going to get back together. There's other reports saying that they're going to get back together in a year. It's all insanity. Point being, nobody knows what the hell these people are doing behind closed doors. And we probably are never going to know, but I'm assured that that's going to be one of those things that they play into Total Divas stuff, and I highly doubt that this is really like a John Cena and Carmella dating type of thing. I think that this is all unfounded bullshit rumors, and if you're the type of person who loves that type of gossip, maybe you can follow it a little bit closer than I'm going to, because I'm not going to follow it. Uh, We have a lot of injuries to talk about, unfortunately. I always hate talking about injuries because it's never anything good, but... Yeah, you know, things have happened. Um, One of them is that Tyler Bate has suffered an injury to his shoulder at the Super Strong Style Tournament, and that actually influenced some of the stuff on NXT, potentially, and it's actually going to have some kind of an impact, I would think, on 205 Live this upcoming week, because on Tuesday, they're supposed to be doing a 205 Live versus the UK UK division, not the tournament, type of a a gimmick, and we know that Tyler Bate has worked in 205 Live before, he's one of the people that is actually under the 205 Live limit, so I kind of would have assumed that maybe Tyler Bate would have been a part of that. If he's out with an injury, that's not going to be the case, but other reports have been saying that it might not be too bad, so if he wrestles on 205 Live, then we know that it isn't as bad as it could potentially have been. If he doesn't, 
then maybe he's going to be out for a little bit. Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss are both out with injuries. Uh, Tino tore his pec, and he's supposed to be out for eight months. And now Riddick Moss tore his Achilles tendon, and he is supposed to be out for eight months. So (laughs) that sucks, man, for the two of them. But it's almost kind of like it might not have happened at a better time. Because I can't imagine that they would get any kind of big push coming forward. You know, the War Raiders are going to get a big push, and they're going to be like the focal point. The Undisputed Era are the tag team champions. They're not dropping those titles anytime soon. Tino and Riddick did some kind of a split angle. And when you split from a tag team, you pretty much have to either get both singles pushes. One gets a singles push and the other one gets left off. Or you get what happened with buddy murphy and wesley blake where neither of them got a singles push and they both just became live event people tino sabatelli and reddick moss have never been treated like the biggest stars that are in that brand and i have to kind of think that maybe if they would have split them up both reddick and tino would have been lost into the shuffle it's never going to be injured and that certainly isn't going to help their careers but it might have been the best time for it to happen. They're not going to get caught up to the main roster right now either because we just did the Superstar Shake-Up. So really, what was their momentum going to be? If it takes them eight, nine months to come back, maybe when they do that, the landscape will change a little bit and maybe they'll be able to actually pull something off a lot better. Trying to look on the more uh, optimistic side of things. We also have news that Charlotte Flair is dealing with two separate things. She, well before WrestleMania, ruptured her implant, and she needs surgery for that, but she's continued to wrestle since that point because she wanted to work WrestleMania, she wanted to do her deals with, like, Backlash and uh, some upcoming tour and everything like that, and that she's going to be taking time off eventually. But she also broke some of her teeth the other day, <laughs> so she can't catch a break. And there, she's supposed to be out for potentially several weeks when she gets the surgery to fix the implant. And that might not happen necessarily now. They might wait until after Money in the Bank, or they might do it now. And then she might be able to still wrestle at Money in the Bank. Whatever the case may be, stay tuned for Charlotte. If she continues to wrestle, you know that she's probably going to take time off after Money in the Bank, not before that. And if she potentially doesn't wrestle at Money in the Bank, then we're going to need a replacement and stuff. Uh, Let's talk about some other things. These are some random topics that I've just written down a little bit of notes on. And uh, they're not the the most important things in the world in some capacities. But, hey, you know what? That's kind of interesting. We've got some news that WWE is uh, trying to figure out what gimmick to do with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, and that they're leaning a little bit more towards a last man standing gimmick. I'm kind of hoping that that's not the case, because they did this whole thing where it was like, all right, well, you have a match where they end in a draw, it's a count out, so let's do a no disqualification match, because that way there's no count outs, and then you do the two of them both don't answer a 10 count. Why would you do a match where the point of it is to answer a 10 count? Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? Doesn't that set them up for another instance where they both don't answer the 10 count? And you can't just keep doing this for two years, you know? So I hope that's not the case. I don't think that a ladder match works because they're just doing money in the bank. I don't think a steel cage works because why? 
I kind of just don't want this feud to continue anymore. I don't know about you guys. There are a lot of different signings that have been happening a lot, but no like official news about that. So that makes it difficult too. But two of the people are Keith Lee and Tony Storm. And then there's a whole list of them. I have never heard of any of these people. I had only heard of Keith Lee when it came to the WrestleMania access stuff. And I've been hearing some good stuff about him. And he seems to be pretty much a lock. Tony Storm, I know from the Mae Young Classic. And she was good. So I'm really kind of hoping that they do sign her. But all these other people, never heard of them. I don't even have their names written down. I couldn't tell you anything about them. Can't offer you any insight. Really sorry about that. But if you know anything about these people, drop them in the comments below and let me know what you think about these. You know, are they really good signings or are they people that are like, meh, that's kind of just whatever, whatever the case may be. There are some news, uh, or at least some rumblings or so, that WWE might not be doing that Melbourne, Australia show anymore, and that they, quote, hit a snag, which could mean pretty much anything. Whether they can't book the venue, they can't get the time, they don't know what to do for it, or maybe they don't want to actually do that because of this whole Saudi Arabia show. There are some conflicting reports that maybe they are going to go back and do that again this year at some point. If they do, maybe that was when they were going to do the Melbourne thing, and then maybe they don't want to go to Australia because they've got the Saudi Arabia thing. I think that it'd be good if they did a show out there, but I think that that's kind of uh, not the biggest thing in the world if they don't either. There are also conflicting reports, and we should know a little bit about this more when it comes to, I guess, like 24 hours from now, that they may or may not do a tag team Money in the Bank ladder match. It was weird that Brizongo and the Ascension and some other teams like that were talking about being in the Money in the Bank, but at the same time, you've got the Bar and the New Day, and whichever team wins that match on SmackDown, one of them goes into the Money in the Bank. Now, there's also reports that say Big E might be in line for a singles push, which would mean that they would split up the New Day. However, they don't have to split up the New Day because they've been talking all this time about if one person gets a championship, then they all get the championship and that kind of a thing. I would assume where this is leading is there is no other Money in the Bank ladder match and that Big E wins that spot in the Money in the Bank because the New Day beats the bar. This kind of checks everything off. It checks off the idea of the way that they've set up the bar versus money uh, versus, uh, versus money in the bank versus the new day. It also sets up the idea that the Big E singles push could happen if he gets into money in the bank. And something that I think a lot of people are ignoring, a lot of people are reporting saying, well, we had a picture and it had three money in the bank briefcases. It had a raw, a SmackDown and a women's. This is before Monday Night Raw where they showed that they had a green Money in the Bank briefcase and a white one. The white one is for the women, the green one is for the men. That is how they're doing it. What would they do for the other, the tag team one? You know, do the gold one? If they would have done the gold one, they would have done the gold for the men and the white for the women, and then they would have just made the green one. I don't think we're getting a tag team Money in the Bank match. I think what we're going to get is we're going to see the Ascension and Brisango and all these other people in some kind of a last chance battle royal, and that's how they're going to get either Roman Reigns gets in, and they don't do a Roman reigns General Mahal match, or if they get something else going on like that, then somebody else gets in the mix, you know what I mean? I think that that's what we're looking at here instead, but we won't know until at least Monday night, 
because Raw hasn't happened yet. Another report about Neville that he is just done with WWE. He's moved back to the United Kingdom. Nothing's going to happen with it. So that sucks. I was at least hoping that maybe he would be a part of the United Kingdom division and maybe that that's what they're going to do going forward because they could do something along the lines of like Neville gets in the tournament, he wins the title, and then he's the UK champion. And it still could possibly happen, you know. He could be in the United Kingdom getting ready to be the main focal point of that kind of a thing, but I think more than likely it's probably just he's not going to be a part of WWE anymore. I also wanted to talk about the all-in show. If you don't know what the all-in show is by now, you are in a strange space, because why are you listening to this type of wrestling show if you don't even know what's going on with that? But the short end of it is Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and so on and so forth, they decided that they were going to try to sell out 10,000 seats and do this whole show that's like a, an indie type of spotlight. And for the past couple of months, it's been this idea that they've been kind of shopping around and stuff, and they slowly started to announce certain things, and uh, they sold the tickets in about a half an hour. All the tickets are sold out, apparently, or at least, like, pretty much sold out, and that's awesome for them, because that proves that if you build up enough interest, you can get people to sign up, even though you don't have any matches necessarily 100% announced. They did announce that... Rey Mysterio is going to be there, but they haven't said in what capacity. CM Punk is going to be there, but they haven't said in what capacity, really, because he's supposed to be doing like an autograph signing, but everybody's kind of working under this assumption that maybe he'll actually wrestle. If they get away with it, they can say, hey, we never said that he was going to wrestle, but they could do some kind of an angle or something. There's ways to play around with that kind of stuff. We do know that there's certain people like Tessa Blanchard that are supposed to be in it, Deanna Perrazzo and... Uh, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, but we do know at the very least now that the NWA championship is going to be on the line. Nick Aldis is going to face Cody Rhodes. So we can see a title change when it comes to that if you're interested in the NWA side of things. But I think that this is overall a good idea no matter what. And it's just a big indie wrestling show. So I see nothing bad about this, you know. what What's wrong with competition, essentially? And I've said before, I think that it would be great if we could take Ring of Honor and Impact and some other companies and just kind of merge them and make another WWE kind of a thing. Sort of do like, you know, I want to get back to like when WCW was a thing where we actually had some competition. We don't really have that anymore. And this isn't going to be the first competition, you know, in any capacity to WWE, but it's still a good alternative to if you don't really, really want to see a WWE show and you want to go to some kind of a wrestling show or you want to see this with a WWE show, if you're in the Chicago area and you got tickets to it, awesome, man. Uh, if they do this on like a pay-per-view and I get to watch it, then I'll be doing live coverage of it. But I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out after the fact or something like that. I don't know if I really want to add too much more work to myself, but I do think that it's kind of neat that they're doing this kind of thing. And it's very confusing that Rey Mysterio is now a part of it because the Rey Mysterio WWE stuff, that was a potential thing that he might be working back with WWE. If this is September and he's announcing that he's going to be a part of this, kind of seems like he didn't necessarily sign a new deal, right? So that's very interesting. But speaking of shows, let's talk about two of the three shows that I wanted to talk about. Normally, I try to do something for the WWE Network special that happens after Monday Night Raw. And this week, it's going to be another table for three, or at least supposedly it's going to be table for three. 
with Elias, Road Dog, and Jeff Jarrett. But since this is Sunday night, they haven't announced the uh, or they haven't announced it. They haven't put the episode up yet, so I can't explain anything about my thoughts on that one yet. However, I will say that I'll put it out there in the comments section or something like that when after Monday Night Raw is over with. Uh, as soon as I get around to it, I'll put out there if you should see it or skip it. I'll try to check it out and stuff like that. I'm not going to record a small package or something based off of it. Just, you know, timing and stuff. Sorry. But uh, I did check out something else to wrestle about the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. That I think you should definitely check out. And the Bruce Pritchard podcast is something that you might not really necessarily love. Maybe you're a big fan of it. I don't know. I actually really like this episode quite a bit. A little bit of insight into the way that they've booked Ted DiBiase over the years, the way that Vince McMahon was very much the template for the character, and just overall, I thought it was damn interesting, so very much recommended on my end. Go ahead and check out that episode if you get a chance. And actually, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Camp WWE Season 2, Episode 2, but I haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to pause my recording right now, and then I'm going to watch the episode. I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> I've never done this before on a podcast, but hey, like, let's see what happens. Uh, I think it's supposed to be about like Triple H's dad or something. I don't know. We'll see. So I'll be back in a second. You're not going to really know because with the magic of editing, you're going to be able to skip out this half an hour of uh, uh, delay. <laughs> All right. So that's out of the way. Uh, this episode was half better than the one that was before it in my mind uh they had some good parts some bad parts i didn't like anything with austin again i don't like that austin character and to be honest i didn't like anything with the quadruple h stuff all that much i like the name quadruple h but pretty much as soon as they stopped saying that at the very beginning of the episode everything else with quadruple h sucked but i did like the ultimate warrior uh the spirit guide that kind of angle I chuckled at the spot of him running around the cabin. Um, I would say skip this episode, by the way. That's why I'm going to spoil all this kind of stuff. Uh, I really liked the... My dad likes to try to do a big entrance for everybody, so he has the Royal Rumble clock thing. I liked that. That was fucking great. And Vince McMahon, again, he is the best and only really good character this whole thing. I said that before. And uh, one of his best lines was... When Quadruple H and Triple H are there, he said, oh, I was wondering the chances of me having two guests with noses like pelicans. Those are the type of jokes that I would like to see more of. I don't want to see this whole, God damn it, I'm Austin kind of shit. I hate that stuff. So skip the episode. Don't bother watching it. I just told you the funniest things about it. And that's going to do me in for this edition of the Hot Tags, everybody. As I mentioned before, I'm going to drop a comment below when I get a chance to about whether or not you should see the table for three and my thoughts on that. But other than that, anything else that happens throughout the week, I'll try to piggyback off of next week or, you know, something along the lines of leaving more comments below or just talking about it in the Mega Maniacs or something like that. But we already did our main event for this week, which is a play the game edition. It's a... Uh, pretty good one so go ahead and check that out and that's coming up on wednesday or so so when you want to know when that is uploaded hit that subscribe button and ring the bell for notifications also follow us on facebook and twitter at smartoutmoment keep paying attention to smartoutmoment.com for everything else that's happening there and we will be talking to you when we're talking to you and sorting everything out when we sort everything out and all that other kind of junk so thanks for listening to this everybody this has been another smart out moment and i'm being counted out Thank <laughs> you.